Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm George Watkins, and we are here again in this morning session to talk about the good things of the Lord, to emphasize, <clears throat> magnify, and investigate those wonderful truths, that wonderful grace of God that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> now, if we decided to do a walk down sorry lane, or if we decided to go into old country lane where we used to live and be that old man and woman, <laughs> then we would drag up all the sorrow and all the pain and all the failures and all the dirty, rotten things that ever happened to us and have a session, a pity party of how bad it was, the life we lived. <laughs> well, that's not what we're doing today. We are going to focus ourselves on what God has done in our life and who we are in Christ Jesus, not what we were before Christ performed what he did on the cross and the resurrection for us. Now, why do I say that in some kind of a crazy approach? <laughs> because I want to emphasize something today <clears throat> that the church in general, not specific churches, but in general, they come across the fact that we are just a pile of mud. And if it hadn't been for our, you know, if, if we don't keep repenting and keep feeling bad about ourselves and keep remembering that we are a pile of mud and just, you know, if, we, if we're just hanging together, kind of hanging together, uh, our emotions are just almost ready to crash because we're so weak and you know lost. I know I may be emphasizing that just a little more than I need to, but I want you to catch a hold of something this morning, that you are the greatest idea God ever had. Now, I wrote a little piece down below concerning old rusty water pipes and how when water comes through, it comes through and is polluted. So with our theology and our scriptural understanding of the old sinner saved by grace, you know, we're just an old sinner saved by, I've heard that 10,000 times reminded I'm, I'm reminded again and again that I'm just a you know I'm just hanging in there hoping for mercy and yet the scriptures tell me something happened at the cross that changed that something happened at the resurrection that sealed my redemption and something happened as Christ ascended to the Father and presented his pure, perfect, sinless blood as the final sacrifice. When that happened, God did something for 
the human race, not just for George Watkins. He did it for the human race. He released the human race from the curse of Adam's fall. Now, what do we do with that? When the scriptures tell us that one man brought this curse on, one man lifted the curse through his sacrifice. Now you say, well, that happened that happened to me when I came to an altar and confessed Christ. Paul talks about the fact that the blindness is on us and we can't see what God has done for us. That's our conversion is when the blindness is taken off. And when you come to Christ, when you confess Christ, you have seen something that you didn't see before. And when that took place, Christ was revealed in you like he was in Paul. Go with me for a few moments into the third chapter of John. I'm going to jump into the mere Bible here in the third verse. This is a very uh, familiar one to us because it's the, it's, it's uh, uh, <laughs> Nicodemus. It's Nicodemus that has come to Christ secretly. He's a spiritual leader in the, in the, in the city, in the nation. And uh, Jesus answers him in the third verse. He, he comes and, and, and says, Rabbi, it is clear for all of us to see that you have come from God. For no man can do these miracles unless God be with him. So Jesus answers in the third verse. <clears throat> no one would ever be able to recognize anything as coming from God's domain unless they were born from above to begin with now listen to that again no one could ever recognize god's domain unless they were born from above to begin with you and i have been born from above because we've come from the father we've come from the father and our genesis our origin is from the Father. That's why we have a spiritual bent. That's why every historic nation and every nation of the world tries to worship something because they're looking to get back to the Father through some spiritual connection. The only connection is Jesus Christ. We know that. That's not, that's not an arguable <laughs> If you're a Christian, we don't argue that. That's the truth. That's the biblical truth, isn't it? So, okay. This very fact that it is possible to perceive that I am in union with God. Now, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. As a human being reveals humanity's genesis from above. The fact that Nicodemus could recognize that God was it was that God and Jesus had a connection that this man called Jesus in Nicodemus's day was healing the sick and had come from God and it was a connection with God the fact that Nicodemus could see that Jesus said proved that he had a genesis in God and had come from God Nicodemus did not understand this answer at all and said to him how can a person be born if they are already grown up? 
Surely one cannot enter his mother's womb and be born the second time. Now, we're talking here not about second beginnings, but we're talking about different beginnings. You and I are not born again by this, you know, going back in our mother's womb. We know that. But we have been born from above. All right. Now, the reason that I'm challenging this thought today about the old sinner saved by grace is because that old theology that keeps repeating the fact that we are just sinners, we are saved by grace, keeps us tethered, tied to the past, keeps us tied to the old man, keeps us tied to the fact that we are spiritual losers and we are headed for destruction. And it's just by the skin of our teeth that we're holding on to the fabric of, of Christ's robe, hoping that we're drug in somehow. Now, if you catch the fact I'm trying to emphasize something here, you've got my point. I want you to catch a hold of some of the some of the filter that needs to happen through the spirit of God and through the revelation of God to filter out the debris of other people's ideas about you and your experience with God, you and your righteousness. I want you to catch this now. This is this is Nicodemus. He didn't understand it. Jesus answered in the fifth verse. You have to get this, unless someone is born out of water, that's the womb and spirit, there would be no possible connection with the realm of God. You and I have been born as a person, a human, through our mother's womb, through water, the, the, the birth water. And we have been born of spirit through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to the Father, we rose from the dead with him into newness of life. The whole human race was restored back to God. All right? Now, as long as they walk in blindness, they don't have that resurrection life manifested. Paul said in the in the chapters that he writes about his Damascus experience where he was struck down on the road by the light. It's, he says, Christ was revealed in me. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that everybody walking on the earth has Christ in them? The life of Christ, the life of God is inseparable. And the life of God is in every human being. It's just covered and cloaked and blinded by ignorance, by religion, by false teaching, by just the blindness of human, human, the humanities where we cannot see God. When the gospel is preached, when Christ is delivered to them through the preaching of the gospel, that Jesus came and has redeemed us from sin. We are not under the bondage of sin. 
you say, well, wow, I look around, I see sinners all over the place. Those that you see as sinners, God is bringing them to himself through his grace, through his mercy, through his kindness, and through your lifestyle and through your testimony, you are drawing them back to the Father until their blindness comes off again. What does Paul say about Israel? A time when the blindness comes off their eyes and they see their true genesis in God. I know some of these shots, you know, like the shotgun just blast away at some of the things that I'm talking about seem just a little scattered, but I want you to catch the fact that you are the greatest idea God ever had. And because of that, he has perfected you and I in his image. Well, we can get sidetracked with our failures. We can get sidetracked with our weaknesses and we can remember our former days and keep them before our eyes. As long as we do that, we're looking through a filter that is polluted. We need to look through the filter of redemption. We need to look through the filter as God sees us. He sees us in Christ Jesus. He doesn't see us in our broken failures and our unbelief that, you know, keeps coming up and we keep rebuking the devil and we go back and repent for some unbelief or some thought that drifted through our mind or even a physical failure that we went back to an old habit and now we're condemned again. Get back to where God's placed you. And that is in redemptive grace and the mercy of his forgiveness. He has redeemed you back to himself. You are the greatest idea God ever had. And through Jesus Christ, he's brought you and I back to his heart and bosom. And he sees us just like he sees Jesus. Sons and daughters of the Most High. Amen. Well, as you know, this is never intended to be a one on you know a, a final teaching on anything I bring up. I am planting seed in your spirit so you can search to see if these things be true. I want you to break the book open and ask the Lord for revelation. You need to have a personal encounter with revelation. You can't just have the revelation that comes from other people's visitations to God. You can't just have a revelation by reading it off the page of the Bible. You need to take that page of the Bible into your spirit and let God reveal himself to you through that. Amen. It's a wonderful journey as you see that the, open, the, the scriptures open up before us like a flower. When we, in, when we come in by faith and hear the voice of the Lord for ourselves, Amen. I love you all. I bless you in Jesus' name on this Wednesday. And uh, let's enjoy the journey. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't liked me on Facebook, all the things that help us on this internet. Below in the notes, you'll find several contact points that will be a blessing to you. Also, thank you for your prayers, your financial support, and your good comments. We will see you in the morning. Until then, be blessed. 
Remember, you are the greatest idea God ever had, and he never fails. He always comes through with his plans.